Hi guys, welcome to episode three. I hope you're having an awesome week so far. Today I'm super excited. I have a really interesting guest on. She is the youngest entrepreneur we've had on the show so far, 24 years old and successfully running three businesses. She shares with us her secrets, how and what balance means to her, and especially how she has managed to keep afloat during this COVID-19 period. You'll be fascinated to know that her businesses are within the hospitality industry, and within the funeral space, which seemed like an odd pair, but you'll hear all about why she does things so diversely. And I just think the way that she has kept things afloat are a really great example to how we can all look at our balance as individuals. I think my absolute favorite part about this whole episode was our discussion on challenges and really what that means to you as a person. Do you see a challenge as a hurdle? So yes, it might be something that's difficult, but you can overcome it. Or is it more of a brick wall stuck in the mud type situation where you view it as something that you absolutely, there's no way around it. So I think in our discussion of Nat's businesses, there's a lot of takeaways for us all on a personal level. And I would love to hear all your thoughts as to what your favorite part of the show was. But for now, stay tuned and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to episode three. I have a very exciting guest on today. She is the founder of White Butterfly Tributes. Also, WB Media, also the founder of Peckish Sydney. And if you thought that wasn't enough, <laughs> she has all this time to do these incredible TikToks with her. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is my first experience on a podcast. You're so, welcome. very excited. Thank you for having me. Not a problem at all. So, that is a mouthful of accomplishments. I want to know how how did Nat, twenty four year old Nat, get to where she is? I'm very inspired. Oh well, how long do you have? No, I'm just joking. Well, I think for me, I get bored quite easily, and I love versatility in my daily routine. So I think my career really showcases that. Um, Clearly have my finger in a few pies. So basically my career journey began probably when I was studying journalism Mm -hmm. at UTS. I basically entered uni and was like, I'm going to be a journalist. And then I studied journalism, absolutely loved it. Um, Especially studying video journalism, especially was like, I felt like that was my calling. Mm -hmm. So I left uni and I got an internship for a pretty large media corporation. Um, And I was an intern, a part of the news team, um, which I basically assisted the news editor to publish stories onto their online publication. So I was like, yes, you know, this is it. Made it. I'm in a big news corporation. This is where I want to be. Anyway. Is that that sort of where you pictured yourself post uni? Well, I just thought this is like a foot in the door. You know, I'm in a news corporation and I'm just kind of going to work my way up. But what what I found was the reality wasn't what I had thought. Isn't that always? Yes. So um, basically I'd go in once a week and I'd assist the news editor writing stories. And this one time... Um, they invited me to go into basically they had these afternoon meetings which is like they call it a news wrap so a representative for each of the major departments within the publication come in and then basically pitch to the head honcho these are the stories that we're publishing this afternoon and then he'd either say yeah that's great tweak this spruce that up a bit so I was asked to join this meeting and I was like oh my god so excited like okay cool so yeah so I'm like sitting there like this little intern and they're they're all kind of going around the table sharing their the stories that are going to be posted for the afternoon and then the news representative that I was working under 
said, okay, so we've got a story coming up for this afternoon. Basically, this guy, I think he was in Queensland, was driving his car and he drove off a cliff and he died. And then, yeah, the news guy was like, you know, and unfortunately he died. And then the head guy goes, oh, what do you mean unfortunately? Like, we're going to profit off his death anyway. And I, yeah, and I was just sitting there and I was like, what? And then they were all like, oh, oh, shit, we've got an intern here. We better be careful she doesn't record what we're saying. And in that moment, I was like, this is not for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was a light bulb moment for me. And I just thought, you know, I love creating content and I love sharing people's stories, but in a positive light. And to have that mentality that, you know, when a tragedy occurs, this is great. I'm not that way inclined. Yeah, and I guess it also shines a light on when profit is your goal rather yeah. than the passion or the end game, which might be to influence people or to give people uh, high-value content. When your goal is profit, I think your values can be highly skewed. So you've definitely moved away from that. Now you've, you find yourself in a couple different categories, I feel, that align a bit more with what you're doing now. So tell us a bit about that. Definitely. So essentially after that, what I did was I used my dad's restaurant as a guinea pig and basically created content for his social media platforms. And then from there, I just started accumulating quite a few clients, which I was doing the same thing for. So that was really good because I was like, okay, I'm like sharing their story in like a really positive way. And like, I love to be creative. So that was really fun. So that was kind of like how WB Media was born. And then now... My biggest client for that is probably a chain of childcare centers. So they've got eight childcare centers and that's really beautiful work because I get to go to a different childcare center every week and take photos and videos of the kids, which are so cute. Um, So yeah, I really love doing that. And then my second business is, is White Butterfly Tributes. So this is definitely a bit of a change in tune. And I create funeral tribute videos, which are played at a funeral service, which basically commemorates someone's life who's passed away. That was born actually when my nonna or my grandmother passed away. And she, basically for her funeral, I created a tribute video. And I thought, I wonder if there's other funeral homes that need this. Because, you know, for me, it was like a really beautiful thing to do for my nonna to kind of hold on to like all the memories. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, surely like other people would want this. So I approached the funeral home that we used for her funeral. And then they were like, yes, we need this. And I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And now I've got about four funeral homes, which refer all of their families to me. Um, and that's amazing work. So I just want to pause you there for a sec. Cause yeah. it's, I mean, you, you just had a vision, you followed through with it, but to say that you just casually approached a funeral home and asked if they need it like a lot of people would look at that and be like I wouldn't even know where to start like you know that that's you going out there and putting a value proposition to a client and saying hey this is what I'm doing are you interested like what what kind of new skills or how did you even get to that point was it something you didn't even think about and you just did it or were there, were there actually like steps that you can explain involved in that process because that's a that's a pretty big leap of faith to yeah. You know, was it more that you just gen- genuinely believed in your product and put it out there? Like, how, how did it go in, in your mind? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I mean, I was quite young, so maybe I was just a little bit more, like, 
fearless at the time, like didn't put too much thought. But what I did do was I, I put together like a video example for what I did for my nonna and then I put together different packages. Yep. So I put together a whole proposal with the different packages involved because depending on how many photos people want in a video, there's more time involved. And yeah, and then I basically just said, I'd love to have a meeting and share with you my packages, show you the video that I created if this is something that you'd be happy to refer to your families and then he said yes yeah well i guess that i guess that shines really nicely when you're passionate about something and you genuinely believe in the product people will see your vision yeah and you know it just expands from there and i just think it's funny that now you so your tipping point was sort of that profit re the the death not being a tragedy and now you've sort of (laughs) taken that and been like stuff that i'm going to make it a beautiful thing yeah commemorate people's lives there's sort of a nice correlation there that is so funny i've never made that connection (laughs) there you go sometimes third party perspective there you go yeah that's so true so yeah the white white butterfly tributes there i love it i think it's a great concept i think it's um you know it's unusual for someone your age to be in that category and no doubt you probably didn't even see that as something but it just goes to show that when things come up and you get that that little tick in your mind you're like hmm that could be a good idea like just pursue it if yeah you're passionate about it or why not if you think it's a good idea probably thousands of other people think so too oh and it's crazy like when i tell people that you know i'm affiliated with funerals they're like are you normal like how do you do that and i'm like it's so weird but i actually like going to funerals i suppose it's what you're giving there is you know a nice memory for people yeah you're helping bring out the positivity in a situation like that which which is nice it's fulfilling work yeah and i'm probably going to go a bit deep here but Brace yourself. <laughs> Seat belt on. make sure you're sitting down <laughs> what i found the most fulfilling i think with the tribute videos is like I get to see essentially like a snapshot of so many people's different, like so many different people's lives. And most of the time I don't know them. So when they give me the photos and I put together like music and create a beautiful video package, I I get a taste of the type of life that they lived. But then when I get to go to the funeral service, I get to listen to the eulogy. And for me, that really just allows me to hear like what they were remembered for. I think this is a really good point because you look at the things you're striving for in your life right now, whether it's money, whether it's career progression. And at the end of the day, what what mark are you leaving? Like, what, what do you want to be remembered for? I remember reading this book and I cannot remember for the life of me what, which one it was from. Mm. But it was like, when you, when you pass, like, what are the things you want to be remembered for? And that's really where you should be investing in your time and your effort. So if right now your goals are maybe a bit skewed, like think long-term, what is that working towards? Because that's actually a really nice reflective point to say, what are people going to remember you for? And what are they going to gather and celebrate? And what mark are you going to leave in history? And, you know, it's a nice, nice thing to, I guess, remember when you're setting your goals or going about your day-to-day business or thinking, what, what am I doing in life? We all have those moments. Yeah. And you know what? I've been doing this for about two and a half years now and I've gone to quite a lot of funerals and not once during a eulogy does someone say they drove this fancy car, they lived in this mansion and they made X amount of money a year. It's the qualities that they had that they were remembered for. Yeah, it's the the qualities they bring to others, the relationships. All of that. And, you know, if we break that down into the balance theories, I guess, pillars, their health allowed them to be a great partner, 
a great colleague, a great, all those things that they're remembered for. So that's why health is such an important part of what we focus on. And then you've got your relationships, which I think is one of the main things you're remembered for in life, the way you connect and communicate with others. Mm -hmm. And then the last area, your fulfillment, it just goes to show that you can be doing whatever in that category, whether it's study or career, but whether that is fulfilling for you, it will be fulfilling for others as well. And that could be something you're not being remembered for. So I guess that's a really nice way to tie them together. 100% for sure. I mean, all these people were living out balance in their own ways. Mm. That's what we're all about here. Yeah. So moving on now, we've got Peckish, which is quite newer on the scene. Yes. Tell us a bit about Peckish. Um, so Peck- for those of you who haven't seen it, I will put links to all of these <laughs> in um, the description below, but Peckish is any suggestions too thank you so yeah peckish is my little food baby we launched peckish october last year my business partner joey for that he's like a videographer so he does all the content and essentially i'm kind of like the talent as well so our vision for peckish is essentially to showcase sydney's food scene through a personal lens which we think the food blogger what's the word i'm trying to think of um community let's just say so the food blogger community was lacking kind of like that personal component yeah and also none of our stuff is shot with an iphone it's all like very professional so that kind of tends to be our point of difference and i'm just really passionate about food so i mean if you need an intern let me know i will definitely we can go for brunch not a problem but yeah and that's been really fun to launch and that's just a massive passion project for me So still early days. I mean, obviously with COVID, it was kind of thrown about a little bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely love Peckish. That's just like, baby. yeah, my little baby. We'll go into a little bit about how you've adapted the business um, given the recent circumstances we've all been through. So we'll, we'll leave that one till the end. But I just want to go into a little bit about how you, what balance means to you firstly. and. Yep. You know, given all this progression and growth you've gone through, how that's changed over time and how you've managed to stay on top of it. Because we're having a little discussion before and I think you consider yourself to be quite balanced and you feel quite grounded in your life. And so I'd love for you to share what it means to you and how you go about maintaining that. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like when I reflect on do I live a balanced life, I think it just means doing things and spending my time that bring brings me fulfillment so you know when I look at the things that I do in a week I just think you know what I spend time doing things that make me happy bring me fulfillment and fill my cup up so the way I choose to spend my time you know a lot of my time is devoted to my career I'm like very ambitious and passionate about the work that I do um So that's something that gives me balance. Um, Relationships are super important to me and also the people that I surround myself with as well because like I just want people to fill my cup up, you know? So like be inspired, positive relationships, I'm all about that. I think, I'm sorry, I'm going to pause you there. I think that this is such a good point and you always hear like you are the sum of the five closest people in your life. And so it's a good it's a good thing to kind of stop and, and for anyone listening as well, stop and have a little think about who are my five closest people and are they reflections of what I would like to be as well? Spot on. So yeah, that just goes to show how important relationships are, I guess not only to fuel you, but to allow you to fuel others as well. 
Definitely. So what about the health, I guess, area of life? Have you got any, how does it feature in your life, both your physical and mental? And then do you have any examples of maybe challenges you've had along the way of keeping that in and amongst everything you're doing on day to day basis? Mm, definitely. Um, I think uh, physical activity is really important. And pre-COVID, I was quite consistent with working out so I actually would go to the gym with a friend of mine and we'd work out three times a week which was great because for me that was a social thing as well Um, now that COVID has hit I haven't been as consistent but I do notice the difference in terms of like my mental health and just like I sleep better and I'm more productive so it's important for sure yeah so I was kind of what I was going to ask you what is your reason for because I think a lot of people they say oh it's really hard for me to get up and train every morning but then I think it comes back to why are you exercising because if you've got some oh I want to lose weight but you don't really have a specific goal or you don't have a target in terms of your performance in training if it's not something like oh it helps me keep my stress my cortisol down so I do it first thing in the morning or it helps me unwind after a busy day if you don't have a specific goal like that it's probably easier to not stick to or to go back into when things get tough so for you what is it when it comes to physical exercise for me it's definitely stress release for sure um because I just have so much happening all the time my mind is just constantly on that to have a bit of a release it's great um so I probably especially during this time do need to be allocating more time into exercise but something that I've recently discovered which I never thought I could do was meditating I love it yeah so I'm someone who cannot sit still and Doing nothing is not something that I enjoy. And then COVID-19 hits and that's all I can do is nothing. (laughs) Don't oversell yourself. You definitely are not doing nothing. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Certainly makes sense not doing nothing. Yeah. So I learned the beauty of downtime, which is really important. (laughs) Definitely. And tell me your secrets because... Honestly, I find, and I've spoken about this on previous podcasts as well, I find it really hard to meditate in the traditional sense, being sitting there, you know, with with just silence and with your thoughts. I think that is kind of a scary thing too, but to sort of be an observer and onlooker of those thoughts and just totally give yourself a mental cleanse, like... How do, you, how do you get into the zone? Like, what does it mean for you? How did you even get there? Mm. Well, my boyfriend, Mark, and I actually did a 14-day online meditation course, okay. which was perfect for me because if someone just told me, you need to sit there and just not move, I'd be like, you're dreaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this was great because um, it basically just, it was, it was all guided. The first 10 days were guided meditation. And then after that, you did it on yourself. And um, I was I learned the difference between mindfulness and meditation, different breathing techniques, and then also a mantra that I now... Who am I, really? <laughs> I'm just listening to myself. <laughs> I now um, say a mantra when I meditate, which um, really helps kind of center me when I'm meditating. And I noticed quite a dramatic um, impact onto my productivity and just the way my mind was when I was doing this. Yeah. What, um, if you don't mind me asking, would you be able to share your mantra or is that like, Oh no. Yeah, of course. How much is in your bank account? Not, (laughs) not at all. Well, as a part of the course, she basically gives you three mantras to choose from and then you just choose the one that like 
resonates with yeah. you. Yeah. So my one is a hum. <laughs> a hum. A hum. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I thought mantra always had to be a phrase, but that's um. Yeah. I've actually someone had recommended me that before, like just to literally hum the whole time. Not necessarily that, but it's more like an om. Yeah. Like a continuous. Yeah, but I think I think the beauty of those mantras is you're just focusing on that and maintaining that consistently, and you're really just not giving room to any other thought. So yeah, definitely a good way to get in the zone. And I'm pretty sure aham means I am. Okay. I think I'm, from memory that's what it means. We so can, uh, fact check that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I meditate ten minutes every morning. Try to. Um, and yeah, I've incorporated that into my daily routine now, which has been great. Awesome. That's great. And I guess the last area being fulfillment, we've sort of touched on at the beginning of the episode, but I think, and what I love and why I basically asked you to come on the podcast is you're so passionate about what you do. And there's an element there that you just keep pushing and keep growing and keep following your passions. And I think that's such a nice example for people to follow and I think a lot of people out there are doing jobs that they don't necessarily want to be doing for many different reasons and that is totally understandable but if you are in a position where you can take that leap of faith you can you know follow a passion whatever the case may be like you're a perfect example and I think just pushing those boundaries and it helps that area be way more fulfilling than what an average job could be. Mm -hmm, For sure. I mean, I've always known I'm not a Monday to Friday, nine to five office job person. Mm -hmm. I've always known that about myself. Um, And I also think as well, Um, I can only do things work-wise that align with my values and who I am. So even if I'm approached by a client that they want me to do their social media marketing, if I don't believe in their brand or their product, I won't say yes. And that's purely because... Like when I take on a client, I put everything of myself into it. Yeah. And if I don't, you know, if someone, I mean, this is probably a bad example, but if it's like a towel company, like I'm just not going to get excited over that, you know? (laughs) So nothing's wrong with towels, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that was probably such a bad example. But do you get what I mean? Yeah. No, that's, that's good. And being, you know, obviously in a small business early on to be able to say no to clients and stand your grounds, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I remember reading online once that someone had like, a, it was one of those threads. I don't even know what website I was on, but they were asking like, I've just been offered uh, another role, but it's with, I think they were like an environmentalist kind of pro person mm-hmm. and it was with like a mining company, but it was going to be like a huge opportunity, big money. And she was like, I'm really stuck. Like this is good for my career, but it totally doesn't align my values. And a lot of the people were saying, and I think her choice was, you can't wake up every day and get excited and do something just because of the money. It's not going to sustain you long term Mm -hmm. and it's not worth that extra, whatever, 20 to 50 grand for one year. And then you're just going to end up so far down in a mental space. So that you've got the crossover of your health and your fulfillment. Like they're just intertwined so much. And, you know, to be able to, be doing something day to day that fills your cup that makes you excited that's great like yeah. i really hope that everyone can get there at some stage whether it be through a hobby or through their full nine to five yeah that's exciting yeah because don't get me wrong business is hard it's not oh, easy yeah. <laughs> it's not easy and there are challenges all the time and i think if you choose to do something that you're passionate about 
when you hit those roadblocks, you will have that passion to overcome it. If you're just doing it for that income, chances are you're going to be like, yeah. Too hard. Yeah. Throw the towel that she wouldn't deal with in the <laughs> <proposal> <laughs> That was good. I like that. <laughs> um, this is actually a really nice segue. The last thing I, I wanted to discuss together was challenges. And I think you just kind of set, set it up perfectly in a sense where if you're doing something for as a passion, then – a challenge you just see as a hurdle. It's something you're going to overcome. Yes, you might not see it. Yes, this hurdle might be bigger than the last one. But it's something you're going to work out how to surmount, how to get over it. It's not a, a brick wall that is a dead end. For sure. You know, and if people are doing things for the wrong reasons, they may find themselves, like, or I would like to say that this would be a telltale sign for them personally. If they feel like they've hit a dead end mm. or a brick wall, then perhaps they're not doing it for the right reasons or their their mindset is not particularly in the right space you know because i feel as though those challenges are just lessons that you need to you need to get over yeah <clears throat> 12 mats like what yeah. the hell is trigonometry <laughs> god who knows so um, in, in spirit of that, I would love for you to share your experience during this COVID period and, and how much of a challenge that presented for your businesses. We can go through them one by one or however you want to go through it and, and sort of how you've adapted because I think it's amazing to see how you've been so resilient through this period. And I think it's a great testimony to the long-term and longevity of your businesses. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, COVID has just disrupted business as we know it. Um, and yeah, you've got two choices. You can like wallow in your sorrows or you've just got to be like, okay, I have to adapt and think outside the box. And that's what I did. Um, so especially with Peckish, because majority of our content is taken at cafes and restaurants, which were all closed. So, yep, good times. Um so, I mean, for me as well, um, the hospitality industry is quite close to home because my dad owns an Italian restaurant in Gladesville and seeing the way basically being asked to close the restaurant and only operate on takeaway affected him. Um, it just really made me think like how sad it was for these cafe and restaurant owners, how much their business had been affected against their will. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, you know what? surely these stories need to be heard. And, you know, every time I was logging onto social media, I was just like, everything is so negative. It was all doom and gloom. And I'm like, we need a bit of positivity. And I just thought, you know, I was starting to see how amazing it was. These cafes and restaurants were innovating their business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they were turning what used to be massive dining areas into like mini supermarkets. Um, And I've got... Uh, one restaurant coming up towards the end of this this week which we're interviewing which is really cool they were a pizza place and they adapted and started selling half-baked wood-fired frozen pizzas which I've never seen like a half-baked wood-fired frozen pizza before and I was like I never think you, yeah I would have thought that was a line you don't cross yeah I mean I'm open <laughs> so I was like wow that's great and then they were also doing these really cool um takeaway cocktails which were really popular and I just thought okay Let's create some really cool video content and shine a positive light on how cafe and restaurant owners are really like responding and adapting to the current circumstances. And then we created this mini series called Sydney Keep Eating just to basically promote um, the local community to really support the hospitality industry during this time. Um, So yes, we produced two so far, which was a bit of fun. Really loved that. What else? 
next one <laughs> well I, just, I absolutely love that idea i think it's so multi-layered like you've got you're supporting local businesses you are innovating your own concept at the same time while shining a light on how other people are innovating and bringing a whole new you know silver lining to that negative rona cloud mm. that everyone was just sort of oh it's you know like because of that or poor me or this or that but you know when people band together they support each other and they innovate that's how businesses grow and i just think this whole coronavirus pandemic like it's not going to be this the next challenge or it might it might be something else it might be financial economic it could be a personal challenge whatever it is but they're going to come up and i think it's unrealistic for people to think once you have a business once you set it up and, and get everything in order it self operates there are just things you cannot conceive that come up that mm-hmm. you haven't even thought to consider yeah. that you will need to make big decisions on. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's single swim. Yeah. And it's not always going to stay on that nice straight road we all think a business you know, runs like. Until you do it, it's, it's very difficult. But I love that concept. Thank and, you. <laughs> you know, the series have been amazing so far. So Thanks. I'm excited for that pizza one. Thank you. Me too. Um, we're filming at end of week, so hopefully it will be it will be posted next week. Awesome! By the time this comes out, actually, it will probably already be out. So I'll definitely yeah. pop some links below. <laughs> Thank you. And then we've got WB and the White Butterfly tribute. So talk talk to me a little bit about if they've been impacted and how you've bounced back. Yeah. So the tribute videos, which they're they're quite consistent. I mean, obviously the amount of funeral videos I get each week fluctuates, um, but they are relatively consistent, and they actually just completely diminished during COVID, um, mainly because of the restrictions that they placed on funerals where they could only have a maximum of 10 people per funeral service and I think that yeah which was really really sad and I think that just showed me that you know people like to present this video to an audience Mm. and when that audience is no longer there you know there was no real point um well it was interesting like we were discussing before it it seems to be that rather than keeping that for themselves it's like a tribute they want to share with others yes so i guess that's interesting for your business to understand how periods like this impact your product definitely tell you a little bit about why people are doing it so i think an important thing here is it's not only how do you take a business to the next level but it allows you to scrutinize your business from a really perspective lens where that product's never been in this environment before. Mm-hmm. Like even my partner, he runs a, a chiropractic business and he's had to implement like virtual sessions. And whilst that's not something he anticipated and something he's now allowed for, he, we're thinking like long-term, it's it's a pretty good service to have. You can expand your reach. You can have them, you can have people from overseas who are on holidays who just need a session or, you know, obviously that that physical layer of contact is removed, but the other elements, education, the the checkups, the going through the rehab and whatnot, that can all still be done. So I think it's I think it's gonna be really interesting after this period to see what elements businesses maintain. Yes. They keep going. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to see because um yeah, I think in the past two to three weeks, things have really picked up again with the tribute videos. And I think that's also shown that a bit of normality is starting to resume itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a funeral service tomorrow that I'm going to. And yesterday I went to the church to test the video at the church. And it was so weird, like walking in and seeing on all the pews, massive signage, like keep distancing, do not yeah. see in a place of worship. I was like, wow, 
this is like full on. Yeah, it's very different, but I think it's great what you're doing to keep delivering, I guess, your passion and your product for the great reasons you had originally intended um, and, you know, just to be resilient through this period. So when we talk about challenges, you are no stranger to those. Um, and I guess what I wanted to ask you was how do you, so something like this whole coronavirus pops up, like where do you even start when considering, let's talk about one business, let's talk about for now <laughs> yep. as an example. Like how yep. do you approach challenges and, and what can you give our listener to maybe some tips on how they can surmount those things when they come up. I guess we've already touched on if you're passionate about it and you, you know, have a general zest for it, that will be just more of a hurdle than a challenge. But have you got anything else that you can kind of reflect on that you did that you could share? Yeah, look, I just, I I really think innovation and just to be able to adapt is so important. Um, I think things are changing all the time and you really can't get too comfortable um, in what you're doing. And yeah, I mean, COVID was a great example of that. And you just have to look at the current circumstances all the time and just analyze your business and think, how can I reevaluate? How can I make it better? But not not only during a global pandemic, like you should be doing this on a regular basis. Never get complacent because you always have to be at the forefront of your industry and people who constantly improve and like improve on their product, people notice that and will want to choose to work with you over someone else who's been doing the same type of thing for a really long time. Yeah, and I think, um, so that's, that's a really good point regarding businesses but when it comes to like an individual person I think it runs true as well in the sense of you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable because that gray area is where you grow it's where you make the mistakes it's where you try again it's where you refine and and progress and you need to constantly I think I think it ties nicely with our theory because balance is kind of like it's an ongoing challenge. It's not something you achieve and you're like, okay, I've got the perfect formula. Now this is going to work for me forever. Because in five years, you might have four kids. In, yeah. That, that would be a bit extreme, but maybe <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> you do, you girl. Um, you might, you know, completely change careers. You have to be constantly open to reassessing your position. So much like you reassess your business, you have to do that with your own life and think, okay, right now you know, whatever's going on in my life is demanding X, Y, Z from me. And that means my balance looks like this. It means I can't dedicate all that time into my friendships or I have to pull back a little bit on my hobbies and focus on my career, or I need to put more time into my family, which means my physical health might need to take a little bit of a backseat, but not entirely. You know, it's it's about constantly refining that progress and sorry, refining that process much like you have with your business. And I think that's how people just stay afloat and continue to grow. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree. And I think, yeah, it's just really good to constantly be working on yourself. You know, you just got to get real with yourself and just know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and then just really focus on on improving your weaknesses and then really having a great time with your strengths as well. Yeah. And and another thing, like if, if you have a weakness, and this is just something that I've sort of, done in my own life if I've got a weakness and I've tried to work on it for example marketing or social media if it's something you genuinely have no idea about 
That's when you bring in people that are experts, that have those strengths. Don't waste your time doing things that, you know, realistically, you may not have the time to refine and upskill. Get people involved that are really good at what they do. Um, But obviously, if it's something you would genuinely like to improve on, that's always a really good option too. Mm. So it's all about just knowing yourself, constantly refining, constantly reviewing. And that's what the theory is all about. So thank you so much for sharing your story, not only personally, but professionally. And I'm so excited to see what you do with your business. I think you're very innovative and I think you're at the fore. You're really forward thinking and you inspire me. Oh, (laughs) what's not doing? Maybe I should stop it. You're finding something or, but truthfully, like, I think what you're doing is awesome. Thank you. I can't wait to have you on in a year's time and we can see where Pecky, she's at WB. Maybe you've got, a fourth and a fifth. <laughs> Gosh. We'll see how we go. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And I can't wait to see who else you've got on the show as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you guys. If it's your first time here today, thank you so much for tuning in or returning. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your platform is. We've also got a mailing list if you want uh, email updates or reminders when the shows come out. And I would love to hear all your thoughts. Until next time, stay balanced. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 